Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since there's no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, take a look around you and notice all the beautiful, crisp white snow that's just all over the ground. And if you look closely in the far distance, you'll see little elves hiding in the bush. And what are they doing? They're eating gingerbread, man. How cute and how delicious. <laughs> if you look even farther, you will see Santa Claus sexually harassing a reindeer. Are you going to say something? Or are you going to keep your fucking mouth shut? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 17 of Planet Paradox. Featuring your two favorite co-hosts of me, Paradox, Gilgamesh, and Rani Poo. What's cracking, y'all? What's going on, homie? Hello. Are you talking? Did I say something? You can say something now, fuckface. I said ho ho ho, bitch. Oh. Rani Poo, um, I know since we last talked, you have become... A nocturnal being. And by that, I mean you have taken over the graveyard shift, right? Yeah, man. How has the night treated you? Have you become one with your vampire side or are you struggling and miss the sun? I've become one with my vampire side, surprisingly. Um, I'm digging it, bro. I, once I got used to it, it's like a pretty dope shift, honestly. Have you developed a taste for blood? Only in the sausage form. Blood Sausage, a sponsor of the Planet Paradox podcast. And Gilgamesh, my, Gilgamesh, my man, how has the book writing been going? Pretty beefy, if I may say so myself. Um, let's actually take a quick look at how many pages are written. There's 28 pages of the next book, The Gilgamesh Signal, right now. So that's going to be the sequel to A Hero's Edge, right? Yeah. Or A Dance on the Edge. Yeah, I guess you could call it a sequel, but I think I think that if you were to look at this whole series in the future, you'll realize that these books are actually, they're not going to be in a chronological or kind of linear order. They're actually in an order that highlights some of the key points in the entire timeline of the universe. So the first book was actually, you know, in this fantasy world uh, where there's three main characters and they determine what happens in the other books. Well, this book is actually far, far in the future. And it happens to be in one of the split realities that are a result of the first book, uh, A Dance on the Edge, Hunter's Passage. So, th so this this book, I, I can at least say up front, is is a uh, version of reality where magic doesn't exist, and it's actually loosely based on our current actual existence. So, so that's kind of where we're at right now, and, and we'll talk a little more about that, I guess, once once I'm closer. This is an existence where uh, Joe Biden's our president, right? Not Donald well, Trump. Well. That's what's interesting is this book, I know, I know I said I'm going to write like actual standalone novels and things like that, but this book is, it is going to be kind of a novel, but it's more like, it's more like two short novels that are going to be combined into one novel. And, and the two novels are actually just two versions of the same story, but told in different realities. So there's a sub split here. It's all still in a non-magical universe, but there's two possible existences that we're going to explore in the Gilgamesh signal, this next book I'm writing. And then one of the universes, it's based on a universe where it's slightly tilted toward order. 
And that's the universe where Joe Biden would win. And that's actually the universe we're in right now. And I'm going to try my best to try and stick to actual reality in that universe. And then the other universe is going to be a universe based loosely on chaos being the more slightly dominant energy in the universe at the time. And so that will be Donald Trump winning the election. And we'll explore a different route for existence on that path. And that, that's all I really want to dig into at that point for that. But In your book, in the universe where Joe Biden wins, is he going to still break his foot like a fucking pussy, dude? Or is that going to be cut? Did Joe Biden break his foot? Yes, dude. Dude, if I don't add him breaking his foot for petting a dog, I'm going to – I'll regret it for life. I have to have that as part of the book. I'm shook, dude. Well, he described it playing with the dog, fetch with the dog. But when he actually goes in detail on what happened, he was chasing the dog with the ball. Like, what the fuck is that about? You know what I mean? The dog's supposed to be chasing the ball, not vice versa. But, I mean, what do I know? I'm not the president of the goddamn United States. The story doesn't add up, and I think the American people are going to see through his fucking bullshit, dude. I think if he's already lying, we're fucked. Trump 2024, right, Ronnie Pooh? Fake news. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Fake news. Now, I do see <laughs> my co-host, Riney Poo, is about to smash what appears to be a four for four from Wendy's. Is that correct? It is. Just your standard fucking Wendy's bullshit, dog. I wasn't trying to go too fancy. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, dude, that is some pussy shit. And I say that with all due respect. I know a guy. He will remain nameless. Let's just say he owns a bunch of chickens and goats. Who... Eats a 12 for 12 from Wendy's. So, <laughs> I yeah. I've been seeing the memes when the 12 yes. for 12s kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. So you need, to, you need to pick up your game. You need to get on that level. In fact, I do want to make a 12 for 12 challenge video because that's a whole lot of goddamn food, dude. That's impressive, yeah. Is a 12 for 12 just a bunch of 4 for 4s? Three four yeah. for 4s, dude. <laughs> Is that it? Okay, just, just had to check. It's not an official thing, right? It's an official thing on a certain farm towards Vaughn, New Mexico. <laughs> but I really want to try it out because this motherfucker eats at 12 for 12 every other day. It's very impressive. Goddamn. Yeah, I got to say, man, it's pretty awesome seeing you start to write these books, though. Um, I'm super fucking impressed with what you've done and where you're going, where you're headed, honestly. I think you're going to become like the next George R. R. Martin looking ass. He already fucking looks like him. Look at him. <laughs> well, well, hello. Hello? You just need to wear glasses, dude, and you need to get that beard white ASAP. Dude, can you believe that fat motherfucker founded Meow Wolf, for fuck's sake? Like, how much more badass can he be? He's a New Mexican, by the way, for those of our listeners who don't know. George R. R. Martin lives in Santa Fe. That's God tier. And could you imagine how much pussy that fat, old motherfucker Disgusting gets bitch. just from his books, dude? <laughs> Fantasy pussy. What is the chance that I get at least one elven pussy out of this deal? <laughs> Dude, if that bitch doesn't easy. have pointy ears, the <laughs> he said easy. <laughs> you're gonna fuck one of those women from the Avatar. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Paradox. Pointy ears or get the fuck out of my trailer. <laughs> get out of my trailer. Do you think elves have pointy vaginas? I do want to. I do want to rewatch Avatar pretty soon. I think that elves have vaginas that resemble jazz hands. Or uh, a roast beef sandwich from Arby's. No, no, no. I, you know that bat, the vampire bat, its nose and mouth situation? No. I don't oh, know. yes, dude. That's what it looks like. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> no, sorry. You were saying Arby's? I love that organization. Yeah. 
yeah, not a sponsor of the podcast, by the way. But they could be. I do want to point out, um, Clovis, New Mexico has an official city Facebook page, and I do want to point out their cover photo right now is a aerial view of Wiener Schnitzel's parking lot. <laughs> it's the gem of this town. <laughs> it's the actual pulsing heart and soul of, of Clovis, New Mexico. Chili cheese is coursing just, through my veins. Vibrant nightlife. If you find yourself in Clovis, New Mexico, be sure to deep throat a chili cheese glizzy. Glizzy, yes. And you will find yourself right at home. Get a glizzy in Cruz, Maine, and you'll feel the Clovis experience. Dude. That's buenas vibras. <laughs> they say the less bites you take while eating a glizzy, the better it tastes. <laughs> one biter right here. If you can one biter that bitch, then I'm impressed. Color me impressed. And you're a warrior. You're a glizzy champion. Glizzy gladiator. <laughs> yeah. We've been away a long time, as usual. Um, I think it's been about another three weeks or something like that. I'm not entirely sure. I'm sorry, KK. Don't be mad, bro. How was that dab, by the way, Ronnie? That looks fat. Oh, man, that one fucked me up. But it got me feeling better. Um, I gotta be honest. The dab and the 4 for 4 are the first things that I'm having today that are making me feel human again. Really? Last night, I became a monkey man. Can you go into details on what that means? Me and Ajita went a little bit hard with the um, Sailor Jerry's rum. So he was on the whole vibe of, let's get shithoused. And I was like, Let's do it. Down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling it, but I also had to, I, I, I fucked myself over so hard because I signed up for overtime and then got wasted the night before. But we were just taking mad shots. We were watching Hell's Kitchen at the moment. And next thing I realized, I wait, I'm waking up in my bed in my underwear. And I completely blacked out. And apparently I was like acting like a fucking wildebeest creature. I was like making like grunt, no- grunt noises and laughing and going... <laughs> <laughs> I was like flailing around on the ground and like I was like stumbling into the walls and like I knocked paintings off of the wall and um the worst part of that night was that um I woke up to chaos in my house like vomit everywhere. <laughs> Your vomit? Me and Ajita's I- vomit. Oh my god, dude. He puked all over the the rug in the living room. Big ass pile. And then I wake up and realize that there's puke all over my floor on the rug and everything and then all on my comforter all across the front of it and um it just smells horrible and i'm just like oh god and i'm feeling sick as fuck and i'm still throwing up so i like go to the restroom and start puking and i spent like all my time before work just trying to clean up and um yeah my blankets are in the wash still right now um man bro that sounds nightmarish I've been sick as fuck all day, and um, yeah, I had to go to work, and um, I was like puking out this gross, bitter, yellow, green bile. It was like so yep. horrible. Worst experience, but my uh, coworker gave me a liquid IV, so that kind of- Is that a drink? Yeah, it's apparently it's like an electrolyte mixed drink that you like mix with water. I've heard it like it ads for it on multiple podcasts, and I always thought it was an actual IV. Like I'm like, are you just supposed to do that shit yourself or what? But I guess it's just a drink. Well, I'll tell you this much: I don't want them to be my sponsor because I I tried to drink it and it just tasted like nasty, salty Sprite. Ugh. My buddy who gave it to me, he was like, "Dude, this is my hangover cure. I drink it and I feel better after 15 minutes." And I was like, "Thank you so much for." And I drank it and it tasted horrible. And then like a couple minutes later, I had to go puke it out. 
So you just puked it out? It didn't help at all? Nah, I just t- I had to taste it twice, pretty much. That was it. But um, yeah, that was shitty, man. Thankfully, my other coworker, this gangster ass dude, he was like, "Yo, dog, I know what you need. Let's go to break." And uh, <laughs> we went and blazed it up fat. So did that make you feel better? For a little bit, like maybe like an hour, and then it started. Uh, I'm finally feeling good right now. I ate a couple fries and a nuggie. So after a full day of feeling like shit. God damn. You know, I heard there's no cure for a hangover. I thought you can just drink more. I heard that too, but I sometimes feel like pozole or menudo works a lot. I don't know if it's just a Mexican thing, but can you guys find good menudo or pozole up there? Uh, we haven't really no. looked for it. Just non-existent. We haven't tried to find any. We can make good good pozole. Oh, you can make it. Oh yeah. Damn, dude. You're gonna have to start your own food truck. <laughs> I myself, I stopped smoking again. It's about to be another month. It's shitty that I have stopped smoking. However, every fucking night for the past week, dude, multiple fucking dreams, dude, like seven or eight dreams a night, dude. Vivid. Damn. Have you been writing a journal? I'd write them down. And I have some written down if you guys would like to hear some. Yeah. You guys have been now. in multiple ones. Yeah, we can do that Let's right do now. Let's do that now. Hold up, hold up. We'll do that. Before I get into that, I do got to say, every night I wake up drenched in sweat, dude. It's horrible. And I'm not like cold when I go to sleep, but I always just wake up just fucking moist and soggy. It sucks, dude. But let me go ahead and tell you some of the dreams I have. I do have the, I do have the habit. Go ahead. One side note, I just wanted to tell the thing that woke me up was that I had a dream that I seen that Jupiter-Saturn star. You saw the star of Bethlehem? Yeah, and it was spirally and crazy. It was like an up-close view of Jupiter. And um, Paradox. Ryan, tell Paradox about the star of Bethlehem and what, how often, etc. Fill me in. You know a little bit at least. 800 years. 800 years? Okay, so um, this is the star that led the three kings to find Jesus, apparently. And it's not actually a star. Yeah, it's not a real star. Apparently what it is is whenever uh, Jupiter and Saturn align in the right way, they create a bright reflection of light mm-hmm. and it looks like a star. Yeah, I dreamt that I seen that and I, I woke up because I was excited and I got panicked. I was like, I need to see this. And I like woke up and then I realized I was covered in vomit. Oh, that, so that was this morning? <laughs> yeah. Right. You uh, wanted to tell me about the star of Bethlehem outside? Yeah. I was like, you got to see this. And then I woke up and I was Maybe that means you're the second baby Jesus, dude. <laughs> So what Ryan's referring to is that the actual alignment of Jupiter and Saturn will be noticeable in the sky as a Star of Bethlehem event. The Star of Bethlehem is actually a cosmic event that only happens like every so often. I think the last one was like 800 years ago. Holy and it was shit! This... Yeah, and so the Star of Bethlehem is a temporary appearance in the night sky. So it's not a real star. The Star of Bethlehem was yeah, never a yeah. star. It was actually just the light reflecting off of the alignment of Jupiter and Saturn as they aligned in space far, far away from us. But the reflection of the sun back at us from their alignment creates this brilliant fucking cartoonish-like star in the sky. They're just a bunch of idiots back then. They had no idea. Yeah, and, and so they, they follow the star to Bethlehem, and it, it's basically that's how they were able to like trace back the date calendar to find the exact date for when they think Jesus was born. It was based on the astronomical recurrence of the star of Bethlehem events. I got to fucking see this. When is it happening? I don't know. It's coming up pretty soon, though. The star of Bethlehem events coming soon. I thought it was like on the 24th or 29th or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, this is like Jesus's Christmas returned after 800 years or some shit. So don't be surprised if the universe ends. Dude, what if Jesus comes back? I have so <laughs> much explaining to do to him, dude. He comes back with a sword in his mouth, flying in flames, and fucking executes all the sinners. <laughs> Just T-posing. Are you ready to repent for your sins? Repent, sinners. <laughs> Just, Just machine egg. guns on his fingertips. All his fingertips, yeah. <laughs> he does the jazz hands at everyone. <laughs> 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 The return of Jesus Christ. You're fucked. <laughs> so, was that like the first dream you've had in a while, Ryan? I feel like, yeah. I don't. I haven't remembered many dreams. I'll randomly have one here or there, but yeah, nothing crazy. I definitely gotta say, the biggest pro to stop smoking is the dreams. I crave dreams. I wish I could dream more. They're fucking incredible, dude. And they never make sense. I never break through. And I love it. So, let me go ahead and go over some of the dreams that I wrote. So before I get into all the dreams I wrote down, let me go ahead and tell you some that I didn't write down, but I do remember vividly because they star you guys, of course. All right. So one of the dreams I had, I was at, I think it was Eastern, which is a college in Portales, New Mexico. And uh, it was me and you two. And we were hanging out in a, a field like next to the dorms. And some fat bitch walks up to us and she's like, hey, guys. Did you know you could eat the mushrooms out here? And, I was, and we were like, what, really? She's like, yeah, they'll make you trip balls. So we all went around and we all started picking mushrooms. You know, we eat them real quick. I don't remember the taste or anything. And I guess we start tripping. All of a sudden, the chick comes back up to us and she's looking at us and she's laughing and she looks at you two and she points to you guys and she's like, wow, you guys are tripping. You guys are having a good time. And then she looks at me. She looks me up and down, and she, a look of disgust washes over her face. And she's like, there's something about you, though. There's something wrong about you. And she walks away, dude. And I start having a bad trip in my dream, right? Well, let's go back to reality. Years ago, I took mushrooms in Portales. I don't remember what the occasion was, whatever. It was me and my buddy, Chen. And we were tripping balls, right? This is a different time from whatever um, they gave you an uh, unholy amount? Yeah, this is a completely different time. And when we're coming back to Portales, we see a checkpoint up ahead between Portales and Clovis. And we're getting, we're trying to get home, right? And uh, we start tripping hard, dude. We're like, fuck, what are we going to do? It's the only road into town. So we pull off to the side and we're like in some little ghettoy area. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to call my girlfriend. At the time, my girlfriend was pissed off at me. Nothing new there. And the reason why she was pissed off at me is because she wanted to do something else. And I decided to ditch her to trip balls with my buddy in Portales. So it's kind of reasonable why she was mad at me. But I remember calling her and I was saying, Babe, I need you right now. We're trying to get home and there's a checkpoint and we're tripping balls and we don't know what to do. And what she told me that night was, I don't care. So what? Whatever. You're on your own type shit. And hangs up. The ultimate betrayal, dude. I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do? She's the only person I could call at the time. I don't remember the circumstances, but nobody could help us. So we were trapped out there for a while because we couldn't get back to town. Eventually, one of our homegirls, Sid Vicious, comes out and saves us, takes us to town, trip balls, have a good time. But keep that in mind that my girlfriend said to fuck off. 
Was she the girl from your you, dream? So you got rescued, right? Yeah, I got rescued in real life. So, going back to my dream, I'm tripping balls, I'm having a bad time, and I, I lose you guys. I don't know what happened to you guys. You just go into the ether of dream world. And in my dream, I call my girlfriend. It's the same exact conversation, dude. She's telling me, you're on your own. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. And hangs up on me. So I remember tripping balls, dude. And I don't know what to do with myself. All of a sudden, my boss from work comes down in a school bus full of people and picks me up. I get in the school bus and I'm tripping balls and I'm having a bad time. And everyone on the bus is just staring at me. He starts playing the sickest fucking dubstep I've ever heard. And I think it's a, a real song that I've heard that I'd like to find because I haven't heard it in years. And I just start getting it, dude. I start dancing and everyone on the crowd and the bus is just hyping me up. They're like, oh, yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, that, that's all I needed. This is all I needed was some good music. And I felt much better. He drives the school bus and we pull up to a fucking skyscraper, which apparently is the dorms of Eastern. <laughs> I get out and I meet up with my homegirl, Tay Tay. Huge old sassy diva bitch that I used to work with. She's great. I love her. And she's like, yo, let's go up to the dorm rooms. We get in this elevator and it shoots up. And this elevator dude is fucking rattling and shaking in the most fucking scary elevator ride of my life and i'm just holding on i'm tripping balls and we're shooting up to the top of the skyscraper we get to the top of the skyscraper we get out and there's just hallways just of doors and i don't know where my where my room is and so i pull out a key and on my key it says something like a26 so i'm thinking this has to be my room but then i think wait i'm, I'm not in college right now but i was like the room is still there for sure so i can at least <laughs> go to this room and chill out so I'm trying to find this room and there's like this huge lobby area with a bunch of students and a wall just full of anime manga and movies and shit. I don't know why anime and everyone's just watching anime and everyone's chilling and I find this room and I go in and it's not my room dream over. So that was one of my dreams, right? Crazy, insane, no logic, but let me go ahead and tell you the dreams that I wrote down and this is on December 1st. I was on a battlefield of some sort. It wasn't hyper brutal or anything. In fact, I saw a bunch of civilians all over the place. People, kids, while there was a great battle going on. I had three guns. Two of them I couldn't equip or I didn't have for whatever reason. However, one of the guns was an anti-tank rifle. It was huge, dude. And of course it was weightless in my dream. It had a feature where you could extend the barrel to make it long, so like, it was just an ultra fucking rifle, dude. And I saw a guy not too far from me and I aimed at him. And in my dream, I had a ridicule, you know, like in a video game where you can see where you're aiming. Yeah. And when I aimed at this guy, the ridicule, it turned yellow. So it signaled that it was a friendly. So I took it off him and I saw a vehicle to my far left and I pointed at the vehicle and the same thing happened. It was a friendly. So I placed the gun down and all of a sudden a little girl walks up to my gun and she starts to touch the rifle and she starts to look down the barrel of the gun. And so I'm thinking, holy fuck, dude, this little girl's going to get her brains blown out. I tell her to get the fuck away and I pick the gun back up 
and I try to aim down the gun, but then I'm aiming down the barrel too. So I get like this fucking shock, like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm gonna blow my brain off too. And I flip the gun around, and um, I look down the barrel. Anyway, in the far distance, I see an ultra tank, like exaggerated as fuck. And I'm like, all right, I gotta take this tank out. Like, this is my target. I have an anti-tank rifle. This is my job. And so I try to aim at it. And then all of a sudden, someone says, enemy reinforcements from Riodoso. And I look to the north and you just see a cloud of dust rising, dude. And in my mind, I'm thinking, holy fuck, we're screwed. So that sense of doom and dread hit me like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? We're gonna die. I was being surrounded by enemies. Woke up in a cold sweat. So I'm just like, oh, fuck. And I roll around. You know, I'm happy that I'm not in the battlefield scenario. I go back to sleep. And I was in the scenario where I was on the side of a highway. A highway. And it's an exaggerated highway. You know, it's insane. Just stretch into infinity, dude. Hmm. And there's a highway that we're under, but there's like a hole in it. And I'm sitting at a table with a bunch of black ladies. In the middle was just a pile of an assortment of Cheetos, like poofy Cheetos, crunchy Cheetos, hot Cheetos, everything. And we're all just sitting and we're eating from this pile of Cheetos. Um, quick and, question. Yeah. Was there was there white puff Cheetos? I don't remember white puff Cheetos. <laughs> white Cheetos. <laughs> the popcorn Cheetos weren't there either. Dude. I think that's some DLC I have to purchase for my <laughs> dreams, and I'm not down for that. But we're sitting there eating Cheetos, and then all of a sudden – that hole in the highway above us, a car flies through and just slams into the table and fucking crushes all the Cheetos. And there's just a mess. And the Cheetos go flying everywhere. <laughs> and then all the black chicks are freaking out like, God damn, we almost got killed by that car. We're like, damn, we almost died. And we're just laughing and kind of like freaking out that we almost got killed by this vehicle. Was anyone upset about the Cheeto loss? Nobody was upset about the Cheeto loss. We were just happy to be alive and just freaking out like, wow, that just happened, dude. A car crashed into our table full of Cheetos. And let me remind you, these are all in one night. And I, I have multiple nights where it's just a collage of dreams. This next one's interesting. So my buddy Chip and I, we walk into a trap house. And it's very ghetto, dude. Very unappealing. Filthy. And we were there to meet someone. It was trash with no signs of life. We eventually found like a little secret passage in the backside of the house that led to a secret room. We squeeze in, you know, we're going through trash. And I remember hearing a dog bark in the back room that we're sneaking into. Hmm. So we get in and there's a dog and we see a bunch of kittens, right? On the bed is my buddy Juice. He's just laid out on the bed. And he was chilling and had some kind of duffel bag. And I think in my dream, and I were looking for drugs. So he passed us a pipe of weed. And I was disappointed in my dream. I remember being mad that it wasn't K. I was like, fuck, dude. Like, all right, I guess, I guess I'll smoke. And I hit it. I blow the smoke out. And I ask him, yo, man, where's the K at? And so he starts to point at the pipe that I just smoked. He's like, there's some. I look at the bowl. And in the bowl was just this glob of white glue, dude. It looked fucking nasty, dude. It honestly looked like jizz, dude. I was going to say, it's probably his nut. <laughs> yeah, it looked like nut. And it was, I remember just being grossed out. And I was like, I don't want this. Did he nut on a bowl? Maybe, dude. It never got revealed in my dream, sadly. DLC. All of a sudden, he starts to offer us pizza. I think I ate some. I'm not entirely sure if I ate some, but I think I, I just ate a slice. After that, he asked us if he wanted to buy some bracelets, and 
that's what was in his duffel bag was just a bunch of bracelets. And they were really fat, unappealing bracelets, like rubber bracelets. I looked at them and I told him, I was like, I don't, I don't want one. I don't like them. All of a sudden, my buddy was like, I'll take one. So I guess he buys a bracelet. Juice eventually walks out for a bit and comes back. And he said that there was some more pizza that arrived and to be sure to eat some pizza if we wanted. But you see, you see where I'm going so far? Yeah, none of them make sense. None of them make sense. I haven't talked to Juice in a long time. I haven't had pizza for a while. Whatever. Now it's time for the next dream. I remember being in a real-life dead-by-daylight situation. It was some kind of giant barn. It was dark, spooky, creaky, and eerie. However, this barn was filled with this absolutely disgusting meat shit everywhere. Globs of nasty fucking meat, dude. And like, we're sludging through it, dude. Like we're walking and we're touching. It's just gross. So, you know, you're trying to hide and you're, you're sludging through this meat, just hiding in the dark corners. And um, for a while, we never saw the monster. We just traversed the nasty environment. Two other people that were with us, they were like following me and giving away my position. I was just like, get the fuck away from me. Stay away. And I tried to run, but they kept following me. Got really annoying. I made my way to like this area where I found a secret staircase. And I went up the staircase, and in the distance, I saw the generator. There's still meat shit everywhere, by the way. But standing between me and the generator was the monster. The monster pulls out a fucking gun, dude, and starts shooting at me. And I remember dodging the fucking bullets, and I fucking start running. And I go into, like, this little secret crevice, and I find a toolbox. And it's, like crazy color dude it's like rainbow psychedelic color that kind of signified it was like <laughs> a special box and i was like what the fuck i saw another chest i walk up to the chest and i open it and it, it's just a regular toolbox Ah. i remember thinking in my dream dude like i hope the game doesn't end now and i end it with this stupid regular toolbox instead of the ultra toolbox whatever those are all my dreams on the first of december dude what the fuck? What if you're dreaming right now? I wouldn't be surprised, bro. And I know we joke and stuff, but that's such a deep-ass thought because, like, how do we know any of this is not just a dream of some other thing or a simulation? It's the same type of shit. A simulation? I feel like reality is a collection of everyone's dreams, dude. It's just, it has a frame that it follows. It's a bunch of dreams or something. Damn, son. I'm totally fascinated by dreams, dude. I, I always try to look for meaning in them. Imagine a sentient entity comes to life, floating in the void of space. It has the ability to decide whether its existence is heaven or hell just because it's in the void of space. It gets to assign the value. That's the truth of reality itself, is it? it is heaven or hell. Absolutely. You're right. Your reality is absolutely sculpted by your perception and your perspective and, and how you choose to react to shit, man. And that's facts, dude. Um, let me turn the fan on because I'm getting all sweaty talking about all this. 50% chance it's a simulation. That's all I'm saying, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Scientists have determined it's a 50% chance it's a simulation. Hamburger. You know, dude, even if there's a simulation, I think I'm perfectly fine with that. Oh, there's your cute widow chameleon. He's chilling upside down. Camillatron is warming his nutsack as we speak. Do those things have a long lifespan? Uh, no. I think only like seven years or so. Oh, that fucking sucks, dude. I look like Grandmeister Pycelle from Game of Thrones. 
did you guys happen to catch the Mike Tyson fight last weekend? That was on my yeah. list of shit I want to talk about. You guys want to go ahead and get to that? It was excellent, yeah. I, I want to say the pre-show fights were all excellent as well. I'll say this. The fights themselves were dope, but I felt like the production was shitty. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, the music was way overbearing. There's way too much of that. Yeah, like, between each fight, dude, a whole concert. I'm Mike Tyson. <laughs> but, I'm Mama yeah. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's intro song was ridiculous. You know, the thing is, is we <laughs> couldn't actually hear the music because I'm we, Mike were, Tyson. Um, we were illegally streaming it. Really? Yes. Um fucking mexicans and we were having so much fucking trouble dude getting it at one point we were literally watching a stream of somebody's tv while they commentated it it was ridiculous that eventually got shut down too so you had to listen to the guy's living room yes you got to see the glare on the tv and shit god damn why didn't you just pay for it bro fuck that dude i'm not about to spend money on a fucking tyson fight Eventually, we found it on this website, but it was in, like, Polish or something, so I didn't get to hear any Snoop's commentary. I didn't get to hear any music, so... I will tell you, you missed out. I heard it was a highlight, Snoop. Dude, Snoop was the best part of the whole damn thing. And there's this old black man who was, like, a commentator, and the, the white guy kept on, like, making jokes towards him, and he, he kept on just saying, like, I just want to beat your ass. <laughs> really? Yeah. Seriously, one of the commentators was like a stereotypical announcer, man. He was like, let's get ready to rumble. All professional. Hey, how do you feel about this fight? He's like, I'd like to fight your bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have heard it, dude. He's like, okay, well, let's move along. <laughs> he was just ignoring his threats. He'd be like, what do you think of that move that Mike just did? He's like, I'd like to do that move to you. <laughs> He's, he's like, just like, trying oh. to start beef. The dude just yeah. wanted to fuck with this old white man. <laughs> it was an old black ex-boxer, and he was just roasting this old fucking white commentator. Yeah, that was like, fun. I feel but, pretty damn uncomfortable between these two guys. I want to tell you, though, weren't you shocked about the Jake Paul fight, dude? I was like, he's going to get his ass whooped. This guy's an actual athlete. And the guy didn't seem to know what the fuck he was doing. He got his ass destroyed by Jake Paul. He probably didn't get formal training, bro. Dude, like, hardly. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. How many punches did he even throw? Like, one or two, dude? It's like he wasn't even trying. Critical described it the best that I've heard it, and he said he he looked like he was throwing punches that you would throw in a nightmare whenever it doesn't work, you know? (laughs) It's like he he looked like he was, like, punching through syrup, and he was just hugging him the whole time, getting his ass destroyed. He had his ass blasted by Jake Paul. There was no coming back from that. Dude, yeah, like, getting knocked out by Jake Paul must be just a horrible fucking feeling. Like, everybody's going to fuck with you. Definitely. I didn't know who he was before, but now everyone's going to know who this motherfucker is as the guy who got his ass whooped by Jake Paul. Yes, dude. Um, (laughs) I was really impressed with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Like, those motherfuckers don't look like 50-year-olds, bro. It was great, dude. Can we be honest? Goddamn. Mike Tyson won that fight. Down. Yes. Mike Dude, Tyson what the won. fuck, man? He whooped yes. his ass. Yes. Bah, bah, bah. Apparently he smoked weed before his fight, too. You guys hear that? No, I didn't hear that. He said right before the fight he smoked some weed. Mike Tyson looked like a cancer patient or some shit, though. He, he was so gaunt looking, you know what I mean? He looked like his face was, like, fucking caved in and shit. I heard someone say that <laughs> he was on juice. He was on what? Steroids. You think that's what it was? Really? To lose that weight and to get so lean. They said Dude, that, he lost like 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. 
Well, if you're that old, you don't care how big your nuts are anymore, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Shrink that. those babies. Raisins, boy. <laughs> A little fucking raisins. <laughs> A little um, gray pouch. <laughs> I do agree that Tyson won. However, I'm glad they didn't call it because I had a $50 bet and my bet was on Roy Jones. So I got away with that one. Yeah. You know how much money didn't get won that night? <laughs> In that post fight, like them talking to the guy about how it went and stuff was super unprofessional too. It was like in a weird back behind the scenes. They kept area. on leaving before it was over too. <laughs> they kept like walking away and then coming back. <laughs> Just it, awkward as fuck. I was glad to be able to see Mike Tyson fight though. So that's what I'll say. Mike Tyson by far is the best shit talker of all time. Have you guys seen what this guy has said before? I'm a fuck you till you love me, faggot. <laughs> yes, dude. Have you heard that, Gilgamesh? Actual Mike Tyson quote. Yes. Excellent, it's dude. It's so good. What a threat, dude. That has to be one of the best threats possible. I'm going to fuck you until you love me. And then calling, proceeding to call them a f- As if yes. you aren't the one threatening a homosexual a aggression. You know what I mean? What a mind fuck. Only Mike Tyson could say something like that and it not be gay. <laughs> Yeah, that's the most threateningly gay comment I've ever heard. I actually have the clip it here, and I'll put it in the Discord so you guys can get a little reminder of how it sounds. There it is. Oh, I have to hear this real quick. Just a little flavor burst. Let's go ahead and listen to it. Put your mother in a straight jacket, you punk-ass white boy. Come here and tell me that if I fuck you in your ass, you punk white boy, you faggot. You can't touch me, you're not man enough. I'll eat your asshole alive, you bitch. I'll eat Fuck your ass. You, Come and my he threatened face. to eat Fuck his ass, ass first. Everybody, you bitch. Come on, you bitch. You're scared, coward. You're not man enough to fuck with me. You In front of everybody. In my world, bitch. Look at He's definitely threatening now, sexual scared violence. Scared of the little white pussy. Scared of the real man. I'll fuck you till you love me, faggot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You hear some people in the background going, yeah, <laughs> like that's fuck him. People got really riled up when he said he's going to fuck him till he loves him. Fuck him till he loves you. <laughs> like, I want to be, you know, that motherfucker was sweating. I want to interview the guy in the background cheering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy that he's talking to is like, yeah, let's go. Fuck oh, me. Do, you th- do you think that was the guy he was talking to cheering? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, <laughs> that was his response. <laughs> Imagine being that guy. Like, I was the guy that Mike Tyson said he would fuck yeah. me ass, dude. <laughs> oh, Gilgamesh is getting litty over there. How do you think that Mike Tyson would have handled it if the guy went bent, turned around, and pulled his pants and underwear down? Dude, he would have actually fucked him, dude. You think I so? Think he would have. Mike Tyson's fucking crazy, dude. He would have bit his ear off first and then fucked him. Bites his ear off. <laughs> Yeah, I think that we're going to see more fights like this. It's, I think it's an easy cash grab for everyone involved. I just don't know who else they could put to fight each other. You know what I mean? Okay, any two celebrities, they don't have to be fighters or even athletes. Who do you want to see fight? We each got to say two celebrities. Okay, you go first. Fuck, you put me on the spot, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you said... Any two celebrities that we want to yes. see? Any two celebrities, they can be of any background, does not fucking matter. Any gender, race, whatever, etc. I still think that Donald Trump versus Biden would have been epic. Oh, that's a good one, man. Trump would probably whip his ass. You're right. Petting a fucking dog, dude. 
Dude, I know that Donald Trump is fat as fuck and probably can't run very far or anything, but he's big and he's solid. I think he'll destroy fucking Biden. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Probably has a mean left hook. A <laughs> beefy claw. I'd want to see Neil deGrasse Tyson versus... <laughs> Bill Nye? No, he would fuck Bill Nye's skinny ass up, dude. <laughs> yeah, he would fucking... He would take his shirt off and tie it around his fucking waist and just be like... Sub Holmes. <laughs> I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, bitch. Let's do it. You fucking square up Italian style. Oh, um, Kenneth Copeland, dude. <laughs> Who's Kenneth Copeland? That crazy fucking evangelist <laughs> with the creepy fucking. Send a picture. This man looks like the devil. The one that was laughing about Joe Biden. You guys see that video where he's like, the media said what? <laughs> The media said Joe Biden's president. Dude, he looks like Satan himself, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's insane. He's an insane evangelist. He was the one who said, God needs me to have a multi-billion dollar private jet. You you can't manage that today. Right. This dope-filled world. Right. And get in a a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right. That's exactly the And it's it's deadly. And and it works on you hard. It really does. So I, anyway, I, I wanted to make that clear so the devil can't lie to you and say, see there, them preachers spending yeah. all that money, just, just fat cats riding around. No, we're not. We're in business. Do- Listen. Remember when he said, COVID virus? I condemn thee. I blow you. COVID-19. COVID-19. On you. On you. You are destroyed forever. You are are destroyed destroyed forever. And you will never be back. And you will never be back. (laughs) Does he say shit, dude? Yeah. (laughs) He needs a private jet. God wants him to have a private jet. Damn, bro. I believe that. Motherfucker, God wants me to have a Bugatti and I ain't fucking pushing (laughs) one. God wants him to drive a Prius. So for me, I guess I would pick, uh, I'm trying to think, who do I want to see actually beat the dog shit out of each other? Now we're talking about a bare knuckle brawl to the near death, perhaps an Indian joker. Indian Joker, dude. Indian (laughs) Indian Joker versus Alex Jones. If you've not resonated to God, you just join with all the failure and just turn into like a goblin. And like Lord if you have resonated with God, forever you're running around with a bunch of like retard goblins. <laughs> what a good matchup! <laughs> Let's be real, Alex Jones is a silverback, bro. Oh, Alex Jones will crush his skull, dude. He's a goddamn gorilla. I think he's yeah. basically an equivalent to a human bonobo. Dangerous grip strength. 
Yeah, he has that retard strength, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he has retard strength, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, uh, fuck. I guess I would have to pick. Uh, wait, who'd you say, Ryan? Alex Jones versus uh, fucking what's his name? Uh, Indian Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Indian Joker's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Honestly, that's not my real matchup. I think I'd like to see Joe Rogan fight someone, but I'm not sure who. He'll just whoop anyone's ass, though. I can't come up with anything good, and it was my topic. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I got a good one. Uh, Jordan Peterson and, uh, let's see, Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Roseanne Barr. Because <laughs> she's a, a very outspoken uh, conservative, and I, I'd just love to hear their dialogue as he whooped her ass. That'd be good. I want to see uh, Joe Rogan fight with Butterball. Butterbean, dude? <laughs> Butterbean. Butterbean and Alex Jones might be a, a good matchup. <laughs> oh, greased up wrestling. I truly believe Butterbean is impossible to knock out. The man doesn't have a neck, dude. He's gotten knocked out. Have you seen it? Really? Well, fuck. You gotta look it up on YouTube, bro. He I got thought it was up. indestructible. S- some Mexican guy whipped his ass. Fucking Mexicans, dude. I just thought of what I actually want to see. Vasily versus Alex Jones. That would be excellent. The Slap King? The Slap Overlord, the slap Goliath. Slap a roof screw. So, how does it feel to be the proud owner of a PS5? Oh my god, dude. How much haptic feedbacks have you had? Okay, let me be real with you. The PS5 is fucking incredible, dude. It's so good, man. It is so good. Did you get a mess around with it too, Gilgamesh? Negative. Yeah, I went over to my buddy's house, and he bought it on the day it came out. He got super fucking lucky, so I just went and checked it out over there, and man, yeah. I was hesitant about buying it. I was almost going to go for the PS4, but man, I'm pretty fucking sold. That controller, dude, is a game changer. PlayStation 5 made me realize how fucked off Nintendo is, dude. What? Nintendo sucks ass. We have to be real with about Nintendo. They have great IPs. Horrible fucking business practices. They're stuck in the past. They still can't figure out how online fucking works, which is insane, dude. They're Japanese for fuck's sake. Uh, Astro's Play World, did you play that, Riney? Yeah, I played it a bit. There's so many references to other games. Little secrets here and there. All about the PlayStation, dude. It is so fucking good, dude. You feel like you're on ice when you're ice skating. In the game, it starts to rain. It feels like your controller is getting rained on. It starts to hail later. You feel like there's hail. It's unmatched, bro. It loads instantly. It's crisp. It's quiet. The part that really made me want to bust a nut was whenever I was playing Call of Duty and the you could feel the different guns firing when you push the trigger. I still haven't done that, dude. I still haven't seen that. God damn. The recoils are different depending on the weapon, right? That's so dope, bro. So fucking good. Jesus yeah. fuck. You never really think, like, what could they possibly do? They're, surely they've developed as far as you could possibly go. And then they start to do haptics. Like, holy mother of God. This opens up your mind to what's next. Obviously, it's going to be full body haptics. You know what I mean? Yeah. They definitely put the whole fucking gaming community on tilt with this one. I truly feel like this is going to be Xbox last generation. And I'm worried about Nintendo as well. They're doing good. I mean, they have their IPs, like you said, Gilgamesh. 
I really don't have any games for it yet. Ugh, there's the vomit. Ugh, throw that fucking rug away, dude. I want to say, the other day Ryan was pointing how disgusting my house is, but at least it's not covered in fucking vomit. <laughs> yeah, right hey, now man. your house is the filthiest fucking house on the podcast. His house is covered in two people's vomits. My room's all clean, though. It's all organized. Were you cleaning Ijita's throw up, too? No. Okay. He cleaned his own. I was about to say, dude, cleaning someone else's throw up is just the worst fucking thing. Which I have no right to be saying that because a lot of people have had to clean my shit before, but. I will say the worst vomit cleanup I had to do, just a quick side story, is whenever we used to party at the homie Juan's girlfriend's house. And you can censor her name, but it was a PO officer or whatever. Yeah. And we we would play fucking Smash Bros over there. But Juan's sister got shithouse killer. Got fucking fucked up, and she filled the sink up with chunky, chunky puke She's in the kitchen. A small girl too. Yeah, no, and she filled that shit up like a quarter of the way. The sink was pretty big, and she filled that shit up like a quarter of the way with vomit. And she was like, "Somebody help! I, the sink is full of puke. I need help." I tried to use hot water. I tried to do everything I could to not have to touch the, the shit or like get in there. But eventually, I had to put my hand in there. There's like a bunch of forks yeah. in the bottom blocking the drain in the chunks. And so I had to reach down and pull the forks out. And then all the puke just sunk down and I had vomit all over my hand. And it was just brutal. Was it still warm? Oh, yeah. It was hot vomit. It was just nah, yeah. gnarly, man. I think that night I fell asleep in the bathtub. I think so, yeah. I did. And- that was the glory days when we used to play Super Smash Brothers Melee uh, in a group with all our friends. <laughs> The best times. You know, what's funny is um, whenever I got home from work, um, my roommate, Easton, he said that he listened to the podcast episode three today. And, oh, um, cool. Coincidence, that's the episode where you told us about you puking all over yourself on your bed. <laughs> Me? Yeah, apparently you, you like got wasted. It, it was like the episode where we came back from our uh, unreleased episode. And um, oh yes, and he said that you puked all over yourself on the bed. And, um, so disgusting, dude. My girlfriend was ready to fucking kill me, dude. And then she stepped to my throw up. Yuck. Kawinky dink. Dude, you were the yarn yarn in that situation. <laughs> the first or second time I ever got drunk, I was at Eastern. I threw up on my friend's bed, and I ate hot dogs that day. And I was laying in it, and there was just nothing but weenies and throw up all over me. <laughs> were they holes? <laughs> no. Whole hot dogs? <laughs> imagine just full weenies. Like, that'd be weird. There were chunks of weenies. <laughs> you really got your And I was so fucked up and cold, I just laid in it because it was warm and it felt good, dude. When's your first book coming out? I know. I really need to get a book. Um, apparently, my writing prompt was such a banker that I need to get into it. Dude, it was so fucking good, bro. It was hilarious. I still never did the first one. Yeah, dude. What's up with that, you fuckface? I don't know, but now I'm even more scared to write one because I feel like it's not going to even compare. It's going to be like so much shitty. Some of us are language people and some of us are wire people. You know what I'm saying? You might just be a dwarven craftsman not meant to talk much. Yeah. I feel like that's probably true. You know what I mean? Like a man of few words and excellent skills. I ain't mad about it. You let your wire wrappings talk for you. That's what I'm saying. That's your talk. That's your languages. Speaking of which, I just now made a rap that's shaped like a big-ass ball sack. (laughs) (laughs) How would you make a ball sack rap? I let my raps talk for me, dog. (laughs) 
I'm trying to tell y'all about something excellent, dude. What? Deli Deluxe, dude. Fuck that cheese. Dude, the other day I made a sandwich and all I had was spoiled cheese, but I wanted it so bad I still ate it and I got sick, dude. <laughs> this shit is fire. I saw some green shit on it and I said, fuck it, I'm still eating it. I was shitting out my brains at work, dude. Spoiled cheese does not exist. Did you eat the green part or you cut it off? No, I just ate the slice with the least amount of green on it. You know what I mean? Ugh. Was this American cheese or was it cheddar? Monster. So I was not going to let it go to waste. I wonder what the organism you ate was. I just checked, guys, and we have a fucking lengthy email from our boy, KK. Oh my god. It's time for emails. Emails. Holy shit, I'm an asshole, dude. This was sent October 14th. Oh, fuck. Dude. <laughs> I haven't been checking. I feel so bad. KK, we love you. He's the only person to send the email, so not checking is not that unreasonable. Sorry, KK. Better late than never, I always say. So should we read this email really quick? It looks like it's yeah, man. Let's get an email in. First nah. time smoking weed. Now put it off till a month later. Yeah, let's not read the email. Fuck that. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. All right, fuck you, Ronnie. We're gonna go ahead and get into this right now. Let me go ahead and lean forward a little bit. <laughs> he just says fuck right. <laughs> email time on Planet Paradox. This one is coming from I'm the Cakesters. What's up, cuzzies? Been loving all the podcasts lately, and I heard you guys talk about your very first time smoking weed. So I wanted to tell you guys about mine as well. I was a sophomore in high school. My best friend told me he wanted to meet up with one of our friends at lunchtime. We had a one-hour lunch break, so we left campus and walked about two miles to a skate park. We were young plebes and didn't have a car, so we had to Skyrim our way to our destination. What does that mean? Did he fast travel? <laughs> they fast traveled, yeah. <laughs> we got there and it was the guy with the weed and another one with, of his friends with a bunch of trees around us hiding our illegal kid fuckery. Love the vocabulary. We had to hurry because we had to walk back to school. So he opened his backpack up and pulled out a big ass bong. What a beautiful sight that must have been, right? Yeah, I, I bet he was nervous. These bastards made me go first. I didn't even know what the hell to do, and I was so nervous. But just like what Doc said, don't be a bitch. So there I go, <laughs> inhaling the bong, and homeboy pulled the little piece out so I could get the full amount of smoke. And since I didn't know how hard I had to inhale, I had an enormous cloud in there. Yeah. And all of it went straight through to my lungs. Let me tell you. I coughed God so damn. fucking hard, I thought I contracted tuberculosis. <laughs> My best friend and everyone were laughing so hard, and I was like, damn, boy, that shit hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, that's how you know you got a good hit. My best friend quickly went and got a little baby hit at first, but then tried again because we were all dissatisfied. So he went again and went as big, just like I did prior. We didn't feel anything at first, so we hit it again. But it wasn't so bad this time since I knew what to expect. Did he say that was both of their first time smoking? Um, it looks like it. He didn't, he didn't mention if yeah. his best friend smoked before that, but I, I'm thinking it's their first time. Sounds like it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We said our goodbyes, and they skipped the rest of school, but we walked back to school together. <coughs> Lit as fuck. Halfway through the walk, we felt gravity take control of our steps. 
I was like, whoa, dude, everything is moving weird. I feel heavy but light at the same time. It was the strangest feeling I ever had. We got there at the school, but we got there late because our dumbasses were walking all slow and retarded. <laughs> we didn't have the same class, so we separated. He went to his, and I went to mine. My class was super chill because my teacher, Mr. Brown, shout out to you, was the best. We got to eat in the class as long as we paid attention. <coughs> and he was young and nice to everyone. I bet he smoked weed on the download too, or didn't care. <laughs> I walked in the class and the lights were off, luckily to me. He had a video showing to the class and everyone was staring at me like I was the last chicken nugget in the box from McDonald's. I quickly stumbled my way to sit down and had my hood up. My asshole of a teacher knew something was up, so he started asking me questions and I felt like I was listening to the teacher from Charlie Brown talk. <laughs> I didn't know how I got out from talking to him. I felt so anxious. I had to get out. I walked out when the class was almost over. I called my mom to pick me up and I told her I feel sick. She came, thank God, and took me home. I went to go lay down as soon as I got home and fell asleep until 10 p.m. or so. My mom made dinner, so I ate like I was a starving beast man and played Black Ops 2 with my best friend the whole night. It was Friday, so we had the whole weekend off after that. Life was good, man, and I felt at peace. That was the very time I smoked weed. Big up, big up. I've been loving all the podcasts lately, and we need to hear y'all talk about your dreams and spooky encounters. See y'all later. Peace. All right. Well, we got the dream part covered. Woo! I got to say, mad props to KK. That was an awesome email. Um, Dude, that was a great little story. Yeah, that was fun. I, I feel like I was there getting high with, with them right alongside. He did um, make me remember um, one time I got super high and went back to school, and um when I got back, I went into class and I think the teacher knew I was high because he looked around and then stood up from his desk mid-lecture and came and dropped a donut on my desk and then went back and sat down and kept teaching. Without saying a word? Without saying anything. Like he just stopped his lecture, placed the donut on my desk and then went back. And I never asked him about it. I just ate the donut and I just went on with my life. Wow, what a cool teacher. Someday you gotta go back and ask him, what was that donut about, dog? I bet he smoked weed low-key, too. I think a lot more people smoke weed than we realize, mm -hmm. especially nowadays. Do you guys have any spooky stories that you could think of off the top of your head? Yeah, I have maybe a couple. I have one spooky story that I actually told my buddy's podcast. Do you guys remember that one I talked about in there? Mm, no. About La Cabrona? No. Not La Cabrona. <laughs> This one, all right. <laughs> this stupid bitch. Let me get this story out of the way just because I want to fulfill KK's wishes on a spooky story. Um, I've been wanting to tell this one on this podcast, by the way. Can I go ahead and get into it really quick? Yeah, let's hear it. This one time, I was a young teenager and I was living with my grandparents. And it was storming bad. And I lived in a trailer and you could just feel the rain hitting the sides of the walls and shaking the house. It was terrifying, dude. Anyway, it's like 1130 at night and I'm sitting there watching TV and all of a sudden my grandma comes running into the room and she says, Brian, someone's trying to steal a tractor. And I'm just like, what? I get up and just to let you guys know, um, we lived in the middle of a golf course and it was surrounded by a fence 
and outside that fence was another fence it was like a huge fortress and on the outside fence there's just a bunch of machinery and there were no lights it was pitch black so i get out of bed dude my heart's racing because how old were you i was like 13 and so i get out and i run into the kitchen i remember it vividly my grandpa's standing at the door and he's putting on his jacket you know everyone's just getting up out of bed they were already asleep he opens the door and just all you can hear is the loud thunder and just the rain you can't even hear each other talk and i grab a sigh which is the weapon that the red ninja turtle uses you know like that prongy little weapon like a fork basically fork, yeah. yeah fork a giant metallic fork so we go outside and we're going into the yard and in the far distance all you hear is the engine of a tractor cranking dude and I will never forget this, dude. It was so terrifying. Middle of a storm, dude. We're running out there, and we're just like, "Hey, stop! Hey!" And we're stop running. right there, criminal scum. Yes, the thunder is cracking, dude. And I'm following my grandpa, and he's yelling too. The tractor that's the farthest from us, dude, is right there next to the gate that goes off into the golf course. And it's cranking and cranking and cranking. And we run up to the tractor. And there's nobody there. It's just cranking by itself in the middle of the night during this fucking massive thunderstorm. Dude. Was it still actively cranking when you got to it? It was still cranking when we got there. There was no key in the ignition. Now, logically, it must have been some kind of electric short or something. Do you think it was hit by lightning or maybe electrically influenced? Might have just gotten into the control panel and just caused it to start or cranking. Or circuited or something, yeah. But at the time, dude, it was so fucking creepy and so beyond comprehension to my little childlike brain. And me and my grandpa just look at each other and we just go back inside and I lay down and I'm just like, what the fuck just happened, dude? Probably one of the spookiest things that ever happened. Um, I never felt like the place was haunted. I never had like any bad vibes. I just do remember that there was a really fucking creepy doll in my grandma's closet that gave me nightmares beyond belief. And I would just stay away from that closet. And it was just nightmares. I was really afraid of dolls as a child. I don't know. I think it was Chucky that really fucked me up. I've always been afraid of porcelain dolls. I think my mom used to have this like, it was supposed to be a cute little girl porcelain doll with like a frilly pink dress. But it's like, why would you even have that? And it looks... Like a dead baby, kind of. I don't like it. They had a couple, huh? Yeah. She had like two or three of them. And there was a like, little oh, boy and a little girl, right? And the little boy had like a newsboy cap, kind of like this still. <laughs> I once stayed at your guys' house and I slept in your sister's room and she had a bunch of dolls, dude. That fucking scared the shit out of me. I hated the Sacagawea doll, dude. Dad keeps that fucking Sacagawea doll. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it if they're not white. The Native American one is less threatening, I will say. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, Native Americans aren't too scary to me, but they have the right to fucking be pissed off. It's a porcelain doll, but it's actually a Native American one, and it is less spooky somehow. I see, she seems more comforting. I remember the day that I grew up, or I was a teenager, and I was finally not afraid of the doll. And I walked to the closet, dude, and I pulled the doll out, and I beat the shit out of it. I just fucking punched it, I slammed it, and I just beat my fears into the ground, dude. Never forget that day. Do you think that's the day you became a man? No, 
I was still a child, but that was the day I stopped being afraid of dolls, that's for sure. What if the doll just looked you in the eyes and it had bloodshot eyes? <laughs> Is that all you got, pussy? And there's, there's blood dripping out of it. It says, I'm going to fuck you till you love me, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> that would reinforce your fear at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are some of the spooky stories I had. I remember once I went ghost hunting with some ghost hunters. Oh, really? How'd that turn out? You actually find a spook. It was at Uncle Tommy's house. Yeah. I was hanging out with Cousin Chris, and he was like, yo, docs, there's some ghost hunters at our house right now. You want to go by? I was like, fuck yeah, I do. And I'm an adult by this time. It's way later. And um, we pull up to Uncle Tommy's house, and they shut off all the lights in the in the house. Like, they pulled the, um, what's it called? The breaker or whatever. Yeah. So it's pitch black. In the living room, there's just a bunch of people sitting around in a circle, Indian style, in the living room, right? Is it like a seance? Like a seance. There's like this fat fuck with long hair and like a little young lady and just a bunch of odd individuals. Like, I mean, you kind of have to be odd to be a ghost hunter, don't you think? And they're sitting Indian style and they have one of those radios that's just Indian scanning. Indian style? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all doing... Um, they have that little scanner that just goes through the radio, you know what I mean? Just randomly. Yeah. And apparently, like, it'll just pick up random words. It's complete bullshit, dude. I never believed in that. And so they're sitting Indian style, and the guy's just like, go ahead and take a seat right here, brother. You're okay with us. We're trying to contact the spirits. And so I sit down, and me and Chris, we're, we're lit off our asses. We just got done smoking a blunt or two. And, um... His sister Cassie's there as well, right? She's completely in it, dude. She's fucking vibing. And he's just like, Why are you here? Who's coming through right now? Why don't you just spirit questions and shit? Who are you? And everyone's just like, Did you hear that? I heard something over here. Completely fucking playing the, the role. Bullshit. And I remember we're sitting there next to Cassie. And she sticks her hand out, and she's like, it's cold right here. <laughs> and me and Chris are like, what the fuck? And so, like, the big head honcho ghost hunter, he sticks his hand out, and he's like, there's definitely Holy something fuck. here. <laughs> <laughs> there's something here. <laughs> and then he's just like, I think it's a female. Just bullshit, dude. And I'm like, what the fuck? How do you goddamn know? It's not even spooky. It's more corny than anything. Yeah. And so he's like, all right. You should have, like, fucked with him and been like, damn, dude, I think I just grabbed his dick. <laughs> I feel some kind of spiritual shaft. I just felt a ghastly <laughs> sausage of some sort. <laughs> I feel, it almost feels as if a nutsack was rubbed across my forehead. Oh, Casper's packing some meat. <laughs> <laughs> the head honcho ghost, ghost hunter, he's like, all right, guys. We have to split up. Maybe we'll have better luck if we split off into teams of two. <laughs> so, all right. so me and Chris, we decided he's to... He's trying know. to fuck, dude. Yeah, he's trying to fuck. And some of the ghost hunters, they decide to go to the backyard because apparently yards can be haunted too. I don't fucking get that. I mean, why don't you just leave? You know what I mean? It's all there. There's a fence, dude. They're fenced in, dude. Um, so some of the ghost hunters, they go to the backyard. I mean, Chris are just kind of talking shit. We're just like, this is ridiculous, dude. I'm so fucking high right now. All of a sudden, one of the ghost hunters comes in from the backyard. He's like, guys, come here right now. 
We all go outside, and he's like, follow me. And he starts digging next to the tree, dude. And he gets some cloth that's under the dirt, and he's like, I found clothes. This could be what's keeping the spirits around. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? It's pretty and strange that he happened to find a cloth, though, you know what I mean? It is pretty strange, but they have a shit ton of animals. I mean, maybe a dog buried it or whatever. And it is Clovis, and there's like filth everywhere. <laughs> filth everywhere, dude. There's more crackheads than actual normal civilians in this town. And so the head honcho ghost hunter's like, this has to be what's tying the spirit to the location. He's like, let's get rid of this material. And then he starts saying shit like, spirits be gone, leave, so on and so forth. And they get in their little ghost hunting van, zoom off into the distance. It was very fucking strange. Not really spooky, but I kind of feel like that belonged in the spooky section. Did Uncle Tom and everyone believe that the spirits had been evacuated? Yeah, Uncle Tommy, he's, uh, I don't know if he believed that the spirits left, but um, I'd have to ask him if they've had any more occurrences since then, because I'd hope they fucking left, because I think they paid him a pretty penny for that shit. Damn. Yeah, so we had some ghost hunters going around. They actually paid for them to come in? I think you got to. They ain't doing that shit for free. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. That, what a scam. Dude, yeah. I mean, if I'm getting paid, I will fucking <laughs> say they're spirits too, dude. Yeah, it's like, like, I feel something. Cassie, it feels cold right here. <laughs> yeah, it totally felt cold earlier, and I did find a piece of cloth underground, so... $200. In fact, I'll put the audio clip in this podcast. That would be awesome. This is the last up. Can you tell me what my name is? Fucking Spanish. Fucking Spanish. Just say like, I was just talking in Spanish. Como te llamas? Estás aquí o estamos solos? Temprano que te pregunté, dijiste que mexicano, ¿eres mexicano? Do you understand what he's saying? ¿Me entiendes o no? Can you see the light? What was that? I don't think it's Spanish. Yeah. It said I am. You hear that? It said I am. Whose house is this? Look, Look at that. They're taking shots, these photos. Who's with us right now? You need to understand this is not your house anymore. What was that? Repeat? Yeah, that's what I heard. Repeat. I told you this is not your house anymore. You cannot be here anymore. Go into the light.
Sorry here. Sorry. Hungry? That's what I heard. Something like that. Why are you here? What's your name? Time, why aren't you stalking the place? Do you only come out when people are, are not here? If this family asks you, will you leave? Yeah. Will you please leave? If you're evil, please leave this place right now. Why are you here? I want to see if we can get more response with less people in the room. I think it also just happens to run in our family that we are non-skeptics in our family. I think a lot of our family believes heavily in the supernatural and ghosts and such. And your dad would fucking fuck us over with little doll stories, dude. Spooky stories. He actually one time told us a story. Um, I don't know. I hope he doesn't mind that I share it, but... Um... It's basically like one time when he was young, one of his uncles or something like made him huff some paint or something. Mm -hmm. And he basically like hallucinated and thought he seen La Llorona. In the basement. And they were in a basement at the time when they were huffing. Yeah, I guess he was in a basement and he like seen La Llorona crawling out somewhere and like was super freaking out. He said that was one of the scariest things he ever experienced. But I think that's why he's like super against uh, drugs in general, like smoking pot even. Because he sees shit like that, and maybe he thinks that's the drugs doing it to him. Yeah. He met La Llorona once when he was tripping balls, so he was not trying to do anything else. <laughs> he might have accidentally smoked PCP or something. <laughs> yeah, I think they like made him huff like paint off of a cloth or something. Oh, yeah, that'll definitely fuck your brain up, dude. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like I haven't had any like spooky, spooky experiences, but... like. um yeah. I've definitely been like creeped out by like little things here and there. Like I remember when I was young, I was home alone and I was like all scared and I was like, wouldn't leave the living room because I was just afraid of the back of the house for some reason. It, that place is fucking sketchy. It definitely had spooky vibes. It was a hundred year old house. 
Yeah, the basement was super sketch. It was super creaky. Like, yeah, everything about that place was creepy. And we all, like, was, like, saying that he used to have dreams of some girl, some lady who was in a black dress or something. That and a cowboy as well. But it, it was always a woman in a black dress who I believe hung herself in our living room or dining room area. If I would have known that, I would have never spent the night. She would always be facing the same corner in the dining room. And that's where I would always hallucinate that she would be. She would always be in the corner. And I think she hung herself in the corner of the dining room at some point. Yeah, and said one day she said she seen some lady walking up the stairs. This is when she was a toddler still. It's creepy. There's definitely been eerie things at the house. But um, I do have a story from our older brother who um, he was at his friend's house and their grandma was there too. And they were all having dinner. And um, he said that they said that that house was haunted and that creepy things happen sometimes. And they're all eating and... Um, I guess his grandma farted and the light turned off. Spooky. <laughs> 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 she started crying because um, she said that the spirits are there. She farted, the light turned off, and she started crying. What a scene, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spirits are in her fart gas. Yeah. I, I remember our cousin uh, Damien. I remember he used to just like, always be afraid to stay the night he would come over and say he was gonna sleep over. yeah he would always leave huh but then in the middle of the night he'd call his dad and like have him come pick him up and i never knew why he was afraid existential dread you know i spent the night once as a child and i remember being scared too i don't think i was afraid of the spirits rather than just the neighborhood which i mean you guys are- <laughs> yeah we did live in the hood though i heard gunshots that you probably but- did but we just sleep through them because we grew up with them you're just so used to it dude we're like, oh, that's just a background noise, dude. <laughs> dude, yeah, KK, if you're listening to this one, you got to tell us some of the shit that happened in your mom's house because Auntie Beverly's house is notorious for being Guaranteed spook fest, dude. I remember once I stayed the night there. I decided to stay for like a week. The first night, I did not sleep at all. I keep getting chills, dude. I'm spooked out right now. Yeah, I get, I'm getting it too. Yeah, spooky. I'm going to lock the door. Anyway, I stayed the night. Who's scratching on your door right now? Oh, dude, don't. I have earbuds on. Oh, my God, dude. If if I if that fucking door opens and a doll's there, oh, my God. It's the doll that you beat up. Do we have any dolls in the house? Dude, it's an old woman with no lower jaw, and her tongue is huge, and she's just dangling her tongue. See, that's not as creepy as a fucking doll, dude. Like, Auntie Beverly's house, I stayed the night once, dude, and... They have like an old box TV with the little crank that only had like 10 channels. And I was in this room and I'm just watching fucking old shitty quality Mr. Rogers. And just, I just heard shit outside the window all night. And I'm just like, oh my God, I want to go home. I felt so far from home. It was horrible. And I got sick to my stomach and I had to leave. And they were talking shit. They're like, oh, you're just scared. I was like, no, my stomach really hurts. Turns out I was holding in another fart. Remember that story? That was another fucking <laughs> fart. I got six. I was holding in farts. Damn. Yeah. God damn. But maybe it was the spirits, dude. Maybe the spirits got into me. La momia cagada. You could have been possessed. La Lorenzo got into my fucking anal cavity. <laughs> <laughs> it was like ghost fucking you. <laughs> His name is Lorenzo. <laughs> hey, buckaroo. Lorenzo goes, ooh. 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 did you have any other spooky stories guys did i tell you guys the time whenever i got chased by a dog 
and uh, it was me and Damien, actually. Um, we were running away from him, and he was sprinting after us savagely. We thought we were going to get mauled at first, but then we looked back, and the dog's tongue is just flailing out to the side, and he's like... <sighs> And like just, yeah, and he's like all running at us all retarded. And uh, we're like just running. We're, we don't want to stop in case he attacks us, but we're still running and we're laughing our asses off running away, bro. And we're just like, okay. <laughs> the dog just wants to play. <laughs> yeah. It was so scary but funny at the same time. Do you think he actually wanted to fuck your ass up or did he want to play? He wanted to play because eventually we had to stop running because we were tired. And he got up and... <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, hey guys. <laughs> we ran for a long time and he chased us the fucking whole way. It, so it was basically the chocolate situation from Spongebob, but when he caught yeah. up to you, he just wanted to play. Yeah, he just wanted some lickies. Dude, that's excellent. He just had a chocolate bar shoved into his collar. What a happy ending. It was spooky in the moment. I was running for my life, I felt like. Yeah, that's a but, form of terror, you know. I've got a spooky story real quick. It's not ghost spooky, but more of... Protect your anus, spooky. Late on us. <laughs> did we already tell the story of the creepy guys trying to pick us up? No. We, I think we did. Well, if that's the case. Oh, with the knife? No, no, no. This is when we were young. In the van. We were like young, like early teens, maybe. Briefly, I'll just retell it. Me and Ryan were trying to walk to our friend's house who happened to live near the post office in Clovis. And we lived kind of by Sonic in Clovis that's in the hood. So we were walking basically from the Sonic area to the uh, post office area. And I think we were by Shogun Steakhouse area. And this van pulls up and blocks our path and opens the door, opens a window. And it's this old man. It's a classic white van. Yeah. It's like one of those classic white sketchy vans. Yeah. It's your typical. Cliche child fucker. Yeah. Definitely going to fuck you if you get in this van. Anyway, the guy rolls down the window and says, Hey, do you boys know where we can find some good Mexican food around here? And me and Ryan just look at each other like, we we don't say a word, but I think we look at each other and we know this is what we were trained for. Protect your anus. You know? Ryan just bends over and shows his asshole. <laughs> Ryan's just like, got a full meal right here, buddy. I'll show you what happened. <laughs> I'll show you a Mexican meal right here, buddy. <laughs> I got a Mexican surprise. <laughs> no, and I think Ryan's actually the one who told him, you know, Juanitos is really good. We like their food a lot. <laughs> and and gave him like, actual good suggestions. Yeah, like Juanitos. Yeah, and so the guys are like, oh, we don't know where that is. Do you guys want to hop in and show us? We'll take you for a bite. No way, that happened to you guys? Yeah. I swear to God. And me and Ryan just looked at each other like, I remember. Run. And we ran, sprinted as fast as we could, dude. And we were close to our friend's house. We sprinted her back. Uh, we ran to our friend's house, and he was probably like two blocks away. And we ran, banging on the door, like, let us in. Like, we were like freaking out, bro. We were about to get straight up kidnapped by some rapists. It'd be crazy if, like, the friend's house that you ran to, that friend eventually fucked y'all, molested you guys. He's like, And the guys in the van were trying to save you. He answers the door and says, Y'all know any good Rexkin restaurants? <laughs> I will say that leads into another minor story about that friend who we're talking about, who we went to go, who we hit at his house. I did have one awkward moment. Look, so I was staying the staying the night at his place, and he had his own bedroom and shit. He actually had like a back house situation, kind of like what I had. Yeah. Except for it actually had a bedroom separate from a little living room area and a bathroom area. But for him to get from his bedroom to the bathroom, he would have to go through the living room. So I was sleeping in the living room area, and I'll be honest, I got a little frisky in the middle of the night. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, jacking off or what? Yeah, I jacked off. I was doing... 
was, I was doing a little imaginary gunplay, you know what I'm saying? A little yes. trigger, trigger action. Straight up from the mine. No no materials to refer to. This is back before. Reload. Reload. You know, re you couldn't. Re reload. You could not look at porn on your cell phone at this point in time. We have it so good today. Yeah, right? You just had to use your imagination. And so, um, so it was the middle of the fucking night. It was like 4 a.m. So I thought I was safe to work a quick jack around. You know, I went, I went and grabbed some toilet paper. I was prepared to clean up and be respectful and shit. But... My buddy fucking walks out of his bedroom, and I am full on in it. mid jack, dude. I was, yeah. There's no hiding no that shit, dude. Back, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "What are you doing, dog?" I was like, "Oh <laughs> fuck!" I was like, "I was like, oh, I was like, God." I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "Nothing, dog." He's like, "Okay," and he laughed. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. I saw that dude not that long ago. I think it was like two years ago. I saw him at like a lone place as an adult and i couldn't make eye contact with him he's like hey what's up you remember me i was like oh fuck <laughs> i was like oh shit aren't you that kid who was jacking off on my couch i gotta say no i wasn't even on his couch though i was on his i was on the floor so it was even more respectful than that that's respectful you know? yeah i was totally on the floor in the fucking garage you know what i'm saying like it's not a big deal if you jack off on someone's garage floor just in the corner, just jacking off vigorously. That's the best spot for it, you know? <laughs> God. If I had to pick. He just walks up to you. He's like, is there room for two? What time of the day was it? Um, It was like three or four in the morning, bro. I thought he was asleep. And he, he had to go through the living room, though, to get to the bathroom. That was the issue. So he got up in the middle of the night to piss. And I was straight jacking it at like 3 a.m. I thought you said you were in his garage. Well, he lived in like a back house situation. It was the garage. You remember his house, Ryan? Yeah. The back house was like another house. To be honest, I've never even been to the back house. I always was only in the front. That's because that was the older brother's spot. Yeah, I never even knew about back there. It was like my back house, but 10 times doper because it had a bathroom and everything. Dude, you're a savage for that, man. I can't believe you. Dude, I, I think I've always been a nymphomaniac since I was a young man. I you busted a nut. Did you finish at least? Of course I finished. What kind of a weasel do you think? I, no, I did not finish, dude. I was too embarrassed. I was like, God damn it! I'll never jack off at a friend's house again. Oh, what's up, dude? Want to join me? Yeah, I thought that's what I was gonna say. You need to make sure you have security where you're at before you jack off. That's one lesson I learned. Unless you don't mind, you know. Yeah, like, I can't believe I used to fucking jack off outside of a bathroom, you know? That, that's, like, the perfect spot, dude. You can lock the door and you're good to go. I don't love jacking off in bathrooms, though, man. I don't like the setting. I don't like the situation. Well, you live by yourself, so you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're in a house with other people, I mean, I think the bathroom... Yeah, kitchens? <laughs> kitchens are where it's at, dude. The laundry room, dude? You have a thing for those fucking washer and dryers, dude. I knew it. <laughs> The smell of a freshly washed load. You, you bite uh, down on the fabric softeners <laughs> as you <laughs> Yes. You bite down a Tide Pod and nut. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is absolutely brutal. I'm watching a hippo give a tortoise a, oh, a turtle a ride. Oh, dude. I do remember this one spooky, dark, and stormy night. Um... I uh, woke to a wet sensation on my ball sack, and I looked and there was nothing there. And so I went back to sleep, and then I felt it again. 
and there's nothing there, dude. I don't know Did what you it say was. Sweaty balls. It felt like it, but they weren't sweaty either. They just felt wet for a moment, and then would not be wet anymore. That's spooky. I'll never know exactly what happened. Why are balls wet? <laughs> Is that true? No. Oh. Come on, dude. I was gonna say that's undiagnosable. I think that a ghost sucked my balls. <laughs> you call the ghost hunters for that shit, dude. I detect some ectoplasm on your scrotum, sir. Why are you here? Who's coming through right now? <laughs> I can answer that. <laughs> Did you hear that on the EMP? It's saying. <laughs> 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 It just has a mouthful. Um, Jesus fuck. Is it normal for dogs to eat shit? Cat shit? Is that a normal thing? Yes. Kolga seems very interested in other animal shits. And I have to pull her away from it. I'll tell you this. If you didn't pull her away, she would eat that shit. I haven't given her the chance yet. Can they get sick off of it? I would guess yes. That's crazy. I caught Yarn Yarn eating shit the other day. And it fucking... <laughs> destroyed me dude i looked out the window I'm like, what's she munching on i went outside and she was eating cat shit dude and i was like is that why her teeth are black dude yeah one of her many nicknames is black teeth dude and you let her lick you in the inside of the mouth i know dude i used to let her lick my hands till they were fucking soggy dude because it felt good she had a cute little tongue yeah it's, and it also feels like lovey-dovey too she was smearing cat shit all over me, dude. The whole time. <laughs> I was so distraught, dude. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, I, I didn't think Bear was a shit eater, but um, whenever we went to Vegas and um, Damien fucking watched him, apparently he was eating shit. <laughs> so. My master's gone? Are you sure he's on the plane? Let's get it. I'm going to eat some shit real quick. <laughs> I haven't seen Kolga actually try to eat shit yet, but she does seem very interested in shit, and I always pull her away. Don't. Don't pull her away? Yeah, see what happens. Experience. Should I dance with the devil and let my dog test the taste of shit? Yeah. You should see if she'll eat one of your pieces of shit, dude. <laughs> she doesn't. Just shit on the floor? I've pissed on the floor near my dog, and she seems to avoid that area. I think she knows it's a territorial thing. <laughs> I had a buddy who... um. He had a chihuahua that would deep throat your fingers, dude. What? <laughs> I swear to God. I was just chilling on the couch. And this chihuahua, it was like a little chihuahua. It would jump on my lap. And my hand was just like this. And then I swear to God, the chihuahua just started fucking deep throating my fucking finger. Is it like, like it's an up and down motion? No. <laughs> uh, that, exactly. <laughs> he would just stick it and just like that. Just put his mouth on your finger all the way. I was like, hey, what the fuck's your dog doing? And he looks back because he's playing the game. He's like, oh, she likes to do that. It's fine. And I'm just like, okay. So this little chihuahua is just sitting there and it, it comforts the dog. Like, it would deep throw your finger and then it'll just start to like fall asleep, dude. With your finger in his throat. I'm like, That's fucking weird. I've never seen that before. That's an unusual behavior. I'm suspecting. That's exactly like the horse from uh, South Park that sucks on the, <laughs> the pole instead of. Yeah. He was trying to teach it to bite, but instead of just starts sucking, he's like, no, bad horse. <laughs> but it was comforting like it felt good like a moist chasm just surrounding your finger and then all of a sudden i was like bro that's kind of weird he's like no nah, it's cool he's like come here and calls the dog over the dog jumps on his lap and he just starts deep throating his finger too 
<laughs> it was we really weird because at this time I remember there was like a field fire next to us, and I was all uncomfortable because I was just looking at the fire, and they're like, "Oh no, it's fine. The the police are or the fucking firefighters are coming." They're just, just calm. <laughs> Yeah, I was all calm. I'm like nervous that there's a fire with this fucking little chihuahua deep throat in my finger, dude. A very interesting scene. <laughs> Out one window, there's a huge blaze, and then the um, to your left, there's just a chihuahua deep throat in man's <laughs> finger. finger. Dude, you should have started petting the dangly thing in the back of its throat. <laughs> start stroking it. How does Cardi B say on that song? The dangly thing. I want you to touch that little dangly thing down the back of my throat. Yeah. <laughs> Did that dog have a wet ass throat? <laughs> wet wet ass puppy. I was thinking to myself, I was like, I bet you this motherfucker lets his dog suck his dick when no one's here, but I never said it. And he moved away, so I never got to ask him. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. He said he passed away. Like, how else would he learn this little trick? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's suspect. So just sick. leave it on your wiener all night and sleep. <laughs> like... It just stays there. <laughs> just comforted, dude. That's the American dream, dude. <laughs> Everyone gets this. <laughs> I hope that dog's not dreaming of sausages. I'm going to message him, and I'll let you guys know what you say, because I, I have him on Instagram, and I'm going to be like, hey, do you still have that little dog that likes to deep throat fingers? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of deep throating, you know what I think is a weird art to master? Hmm. Deep throating swords. Have you seen people do that? Like, yeah, sword swallow. Why is that a thing? Like, I thought you were gonna say does... deep throating dick. <laughs> Just as an art. <laughs> Everybody, stand back. I'm about to deep throat this dick right now. No, um, <laughs> I, we used to always see it as children. It's like there's a splash zone in row one. Who wakes up one day and they're like? What's the most dangerous gayest shit I can do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the gayest fucking stunt possible. Bro, I have this sword. You should try to deep throat it. Okay. Catch it on fire first. <laughs>